Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 96, the All Saints Day special. All Saints Day, why? Because that... that's what today is. That's what today is? November 1st is All Saints Day. That's the day after Halloween? Yep. So, so much I care about holidays. <laughs> yep. The all... I don't take a holiday, Will. Well, I do. And Some I... would say my whole life is a holiday. <laughs> it's All Saints Day, and I'm going to celebrate by permabanning anybody in the chat who ruins the last two episodes of Stranger Things. I'm not even kidding. Well, well now that you said that, you're, you're opening the floodgates to have that spoiled for you. I'm seeing if how I'm testing... You're testing how good I'm, our mods are? Yeah, how good our mods are and how, you know, just how That's daring... Major. How daring our audience is. Today's a big day for our mods. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is Mod Appreciation Day yes. for Fred, Fred and AJ. <laughs> Mostly Fred, because Fred's the one who gives us money. <laughs> but they're going to be uh, picking out chat messages today and putting them in our, in our yeah. Discord server. Good on you guys. What up, uh, TW, who just told us to die? Uh, <laughs> Mazio, a Gloop Ghost, Eric... Uh, Kate. Oh, and uh, Randstand? No, everybody's just saying that everybody dies at the end of Stranger Things, too. <laughs> oh, okay. Meowsies. Randstand, yes. Un yes, Randstand. Thank you for the sponsor. The new sponsor. Oh, thank today. you. Uh, we're still doing the sponsors till I play Mario Plus Rabbids, but we lost one. I guess now we really? gained one. So there you go. Because oh, yeah. uh, it's a monthly thing, and people yeah. need to renew. And it's not like Twitch, where you auto-renew. Right. On YouTube, it takes a while. Okay. Uh, Fred with the $8 Super Chat coverage for that Dunkin' Donuts. Thank you. Ooh, thank you so much. I probably uh, shouldn't even have had this because I feel like I'm going to be up to like 1 in the morning. Yeah, again. that's the way to do it, Will. Yeah, well. Powered by Dunkin'. Well, yeah, but when you have to get up at Not financially powered. Oh, that is Fred's Super Chat. Yep. Not financially powered by Dunkin'. No. We give them money and yes. a lot of money. Yes. Some say way too much. Hopefully one day they will give us money. Yes. <laughs> um... So there's a lot to talk. I went into today being like, there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. There is so much to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, we should probably talk about Xbox Live PlayStation Plus games. Yes, uh, it is November 1st. And that means that it's time for a new batch of games that are now free for you. If you are a member of Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation Plus. I didn't know this until you said it. Yeah, so. it was. Well, the Xbox games came out last week because they always come out first. And then the PlayStation games dropped today. Well, the, the announcement today. Um, the PlayStation Plus games will be available. The They're usually available the first Tuesday of the month. So next week, the 6th, you will get... Is that a is that a camo PlayStation? Yeah, that's the Call of Duty. I didn't know they were doing that. Yeah, it's a Call of Duty World War II okay. PlayStation model. One terabyte. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about the PS Plus game, the free PS Plus games for November. Um... Suffice it to say that after last month's Metal Gear Solid Five, yeah, which was damn good, kind of a disappointment, but we got some interesting ones. First up on the PlayStation Four is Worms Battlegrounds, which Worms is the cult classic video game series that I'm sure a handful of you in the chat like. I've never played one. I've heard they're good. Though. I've never played Worms either. They look funny. Why is that not included in the bulleted list at the bottom? That pisses me off a lot. I it think says, this month's PlayStation Plus lineup also includes. Yeah. So I, they, they, put the, they highlight the PS4 games in like the paragraphs and then... That makes me mad. They'll talk about... Because the also ran is the PS3 and the Vita and whatnot. Right, right, right. So PS4, you get Worms, Worms Battlegrounds. Um, you also get 
Bound, which is a platformer that transports you into a beautiful, fantastical world that exists in the mind of a woman revisiting the memories of her childhood. I now, think that would be worth playing. Yeah, I mean, I think it looks like a platformer where you dance. That 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 seems worth playing. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those wacky indie games yeah. a la Flow or Flower. Yeah. So those are on the PS4. It came out at the same time as that other one. The underwater one that everybody was going nuts about. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I forgot. But it, it, it looks very similar yeah. to that. Um, so Bound and Worms Battlegrounds are on the PS4. Uh, on the PS3, you get R-Type Dimensions, which is cool. I like R-Type. Um, and Ragdoll Kung Fu Fists of Plastic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What what's what about Until Dawn? Is that not one of them? Um, I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, on the PlayStation Vita, which only one of these games is cross by on the PS4, which is strange. That's weird. Usually it's all. Of them. Yeah. Okay. So on PS Vita, Dungeon Punks, and that's the game that's cross by on PS4 as well. And Broken Sword Five: The Serpent's Curse Episodes One and Two on the PlayStation Vita. That is not cross by. Yeah. That is Vita only. <laughs> Now, as you were saying, as you were jumping the gun, as a special bonus, uh, from November 7th to January 2nd, PlayStation Plus members in the US, Canada, and most of Latin America can download Until Dawn Rush of Blood as a free bonus game. They and did that's, this. That's VR only. VR only. They did this last month with um, Riggs. Riggs. Yeah, Riggs is good. Yeah, they've been giving away, like, a free bonus scheme for an extended period of time I in celebration of the first year of PlayStation Plus. This should have been for Halloween. Yeah, you should have. Um, this I heard wasn't bad. It is literally a roller coaster. Like oh, you, you're on you're on rails. You're on, but you, you're literally on rails. You're literally <laughs> in, a, in a haunted house roller coaster. I heard it's not bad. Um, if it's free, then it should be great. <laughs> should be worth the price of admission. So those are your free. PlayStation games, those are available from November 6th all month long until the first Tuesday of next month when the new games will come out. Moving on over to the Microsoft side of things with the Xbox Live Games with Gold for November of 2017. Uh, on the Xbox One, now remember Microsoft staggers their releases. On the Xbox One, all month long from November 1st to the 30th, it's Trackmania Turbo. And from November 16th to December 15th is Tales from the Borderlands, a Telltale game series. Okay. That's a game I want to play. That's Pro a game I, I probably would play won't. for free. One of my problems with Borderlands is that... Yeah, you don't like Borderlands for what, And You're one of my weirdo. problems with Borderlands is that everybody's annoying and nobody shuts up. <laughs> so a game... In that, the game. Yes, okay. in the game. I thought you meant about Borderlands. No, like the story. Right. So a, a game where the whole... The sole mechanic is dialogue trees. <laughs> right. That's going to piss me off, I imagine. Chris Hardwick's in it. That doesn't help. <laughs> I will say, I did see there was a cut scene where it's a Mexican standoff and everybody's using their fingers. Mm. That was funny. So that's on the Xbox One. Right. For the Xbox 360, starting November 1st, which is today. Actually, it was yesterday. Um, released a little early. Uh, Nights into Dreams. That's the, awesome. The Saturn game, which was re, which was up res to HD and whatnot for the Xbox 360. That is awesome. Yeah, uh, I've always wanted to play that. That's supposed to be like the best Sega Saturn game 
period, and it's allegedly it which still isn't holds saying up. much, right? But allegedly it still holds up, so I'm definitely excited to play that. So from November 1st to November 15th, you get Nights into Dreams, and then from November 16th through the end of the month, you get Deadfall Adventures. This game looks like garbage. It looks like <laughs> a budget Indiana Jones. Yes. And I mean that in the strictest terms possible. Uh, f- yeah. Yeah, not a... Uh... This month, this has this is not a good month. Not they not must a great know month, no. that it's the holidays. Probably we probably won't get anything good in December either, and we probably won't see anything good until January. Probably, yeah. Uh, just a reminder. Abdul Abdullah with a five dollars super chat. Love the show. Always lo- listen to audio. Finally got to watch live. Thank you for oh, being thank you here. For joining us. Remember, you don't always you don't have to be here. You don't. You watch us in whatever capacity exactly. you can. We... You can skip a week if you can't make it. Yeah, it's understandable. Not, you know, we we get it. Uh, yeah. But we, thank you for being here. Yes, thank you. Um, just a reminder that any game, any of the Xbox 360 games can be played on the Xbox One. So if you download it, uh, you can download it on your Xbox One, play them on the Xbox One. Uh, that is backwards compatible. I'm wondering if once the Xbox, original Xbox backwards compatibility starts like filling up, are we going to start seeing original Xbox games in games with gold? Uh, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, we got a Saturn game just now. We did. <laughs> <laughs> True. I can't wait for the day when we get to include Nintendo in this list. Yes. When we get to finally have, we have games with gold, uh, playstation plus and nintendo well nintendo's doing something different they're basically doing like a netflix thing yeah but every month it'll be a different free game i no, i thought they changed that no if i remember correctly and chat please weigh in i if i remember correctly they said they were changing it to be more like Netflix, where there's just a collection of games that you have access to every month. I, f- like- I frequent the Nintendo Switch, Nintendo.com slash Switch slash online service yeah. website often. <laughs> and because it is very confusing. Yeah. But this in their classic game section section, it says subscribers will get to download a com- a compilation of classic titles with added online plays, such as Mar- Super Mario Bros. 3, Balloon Fight, and Dr. Mario. Proc name subject is changed. And that's it. That's all it says. That's all it says. Okay. So, honestly, we don't know what, what's going yeah. <laughs> You might be right. Maybe they don't yeah. give us a free game every month. That sucks. I mean, it could be that. It could be like Xbox's Game Pass where it's basically, like I keep saying, like Netflix. It's, it, you might be right because yeah. classic titles with added online plays such as Super Mario Bros. 3, Balloon Fight, and Dr. Mario. Yeah. So, it sounds like we're going to get those initially. And then maybe they'll add some, maybe they'll swap some out. I don't know. So Augustine says, I'm wrong, but Mr. Broderock says it's unclear. Nintendo has been very quiet about it. Louis F. says it's a Netflix-like service. Uh, Sar Bridget, uh, they said you were going to half pay for like added content with a subscription. Um, so nobody knows. Yeah, oh, no, I, I, AJ just said it's a Netflix-like thing. They're apparently going to add more. I, I think that nobody knows. Yeah. They they initially said it was going to be a free game a month, and now we don't know. Yeah. I still hope that they do that. I don't think they said, no, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Th- that's, uh, that's sad. Yeah. But as soon as we hear more, we will let you know. Yeah. Let's move on. Yes. To, uh, there's two big things I wanted to touch on, but I guess the first one should probably be Nintendo. Yeah. We got to, of course, talk about Nintendo. Um, 
So the Nintendo Switch uh, Super Mario Odyssey sales boost and new exclusive games revealed. This is express.co.uk. Uh, basically, the, the Super Mario Odyssey sold an insane amount. Yeah. Well, it sold very well. Yeah, well, Nintendo is known for their insane attach rate. Right. And a quarter of all Switch owners bought Super Mario Odyssey. Yes. Which no other console can do that. No yeah. other no other console company. A quarter and Xbox, they can't do that. In such a small amount of time. Yeah. Too. Like yeah. the game's barely been out a week. So let me read this article. Uh, Nintendo Switch news this week includes the incoming Super Mario Odyssey sales boost as well as uh, the the la latest exclusive games announcement for the hybrid console. That we don't really care about. Um, Nintendo Switch is selling well and living up to the expectations the Japanese games giant had for it. However, there have been a few bumps in the road. While the hybrid gaming machine is doing well with its lengthy list of top Nintendo games, it's still not that easy to get one. Uh, I would. Uh, this is the UK. Okay. So I'd say here, it's pretty damn easy to get one. Yeah. Well, on Long Island, anyway, because there's a lot of stores around here. Mm -hmm. While the hybrid gaming machine is doing well with its lengthy list... Uh, did I read that one already? Yes. I did read that. Some <laughs> effort is needed to is needed in tracking down a device, something that Nintendo themselves are a little regretful of. It does sound... It doesn't sound like something Nintendo could have necessarily have reversed, but it's a flaw that Nintendo of America President Reggie Fizeme agrees with quote whenever we launch a system we are placed we place very high expectations on ourselves he told i he told the verge i wish we would have more hardware or why am i reading this where's the <laughs> mario stuff super mario odyssey launched this week and has been backed by analysts to help fuel sales this year the only problem being that nintendo themselves are already having trouble keeping up while nintendo are reportedly upping the amount of consoles what what is this article <laughs> where's the sales numbers there's i guess i copied the wrong article it looks like you did <laughs> all right i'm gonna i'm gonna look that i up. i will just say that the point about like you can't find it i was in target earlier today like to to return something and i walked past the game section and they had odyssey fair yeah they're well i think in japan they're sold out of odyssey right um, Which again, you can download it. Nintendo Life, yeah, I downloaded it. Yeah, Nintendo Life. Super Mario Odyssey has already cleared two million sales. It hasn't even been a week. That's crazy. Friday, yeah, that's crazy. It's been. It's pretty safe to say that Nintendo had a strong strategy with the Switch this year, bookending it with The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey, both of which have been universally well received critically. Though Super Mario Odyssey has only been out for a few days at this point, it was a foregone conclusion that it would go down extremely well with the fan base, and now Nintendo has released some solid numbers on the title. In a financial results briefing, Tatsu, Ta, Tatsumi Kimishima, I should know how to say that by now, explained that the game exceeded 2 million in sales in just its first three days. Bear in mind that the Switch install base currently sits around 7 million units, and these sales were archived ahead of the holiday rush. So that's more than a quarter. Yeah. Uh, here's what Kimishima had to say. Furthermore, the last Friday saw the release of Super Mario Odyssey in Japan and in overseas markets. This newest title in the Super Mario series revived many awards, received many, many rewards this year at the largest game show shows in Western markets, such as E3 and Gamescom and consumers 
had high expectations leading to its release. Although Super Mario Odyssey launched just a few days ago, the game appears to be meeting those expectations. Judging by its high review scores from the gaming media and players' positive comments on social media. While about 7 million units of Nintendo Switch hardware have been delivered into the hands of our consumers around the world, we estimate that the global sell-through of Super Mario Odyssey has already exceeded 2 million units in just its first three days. The holiday sales season will soon go into full swing. That's crazy that we haven't even hit the holidays yeah. yet. And we plan to make more Nintendo Switch systems available in the market. We will endeavor to further increase the number of consoles who consumers who want to purchase Super Mario Odyssey. And eventually, we would like the game to be seen as an evergreen title that has longevity in the market beyond this holiday season. So basically, they see this as two years from now when somebody buys a Switch, they're buying Odyssey with it. Which is crazy. Yeah. Now... It sold 2 million units in its first three days. And it, a quarter of all Switch owners bought it. Yeah. Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 110% of Switch owners <laughs> yeah. bought Breath of the Wild when that came out. Yeah. However, when Breath of the Wild came out, nobody had a Switch yet. Yeah. That's why it sold so well. Also, when Breath of the Wild came out, that was all that was out. That was all that was out. Yeah. Now, it's like... What six seven months into the Switch's life cycle, you had all of these and other games. seven million people with, with Switches. Yes, um, back back in the day when Breath of the Wild came out, there weren't that many. Breath of the Wild sold two million units in its first two months. Yeah, Odyssey sold two million units in its first three days, and that was only a quarter of Switch owners. Yeah, that is insane. That's also nuts. Switches sold seven million units worldwide. That's very. That's <laughs> Almost what did, Wii U numbers. What do they say? Like by April of next year, we'll have surpassed. In a year, they will have yeah. grossly. And we're not even at the holidays. I think yeah. after the holidays, oh, Wii it. U's out yeah. the window. Where where they Switch is eclipsing Wii U. Yeah, but yeah. EA's not ready to commit to the Switch. <laughs> no, they're not. I just saw your article, and that makes me hate them even more. <laughs> uh. KRS2 says we sold 120 million in a lifetime. We was a juggernaut. I think yeah. the Switch is creeping up to be that for for Nintendo. It's not I don't think it's going to be exactly the jug, the same juggernaut, but it's going to be very successful for them. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a similar situation yeah. with that. It's going to it's going to be very successful. 100 and whatever million units. Only like three consoles have made that in the first two PlayStations and the Wii. So. I, they're also, Nintendo's also gunning for households to buy more than one. Right. So like if you have two kids, right. you buy two of them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's crazy. You know? Yeah. What other console are, are they going? Well, think about us. We were the kids growing up. We shared everything. That's why our collection, our massive collection of games is all a shared collection. Yeah. If you watch the backlog, wolfden.com. You, well, you, wolfden.com <laughs> slash YouTube. But we should buy that URL now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we do, no, we have thewolfden.com. Okay. If you go to thewolfden.com, it goes straight to uh, our YouTube channel. I'm on top of things, Will. So uh, think about that. The only console we ever had two of was Game Boy. Yes. So the Switch is gunning for that market. And the Game Boy is another one of the best-selling consoles. Yeah. So Game Boy also had like a 10-year lifespan. Well, that was Game Boy Color. Yeah. We, we had the Game, we had yeah, two yeah. Of the Game Boy Color. Right, right. So. Anyway, yes. 
uh, EA is not ready to commit. Yeah. Good little segue you got there. Thank you. Uh, now, where is that? <laughs> uh, I got it. Following the success, the following the release of FIFA 18 on the Switch, Electronic Arts is not in any rush to bring additional software to Nintendo's platform. EA's chief financial officer, Blake Jorgensen, told the Wall Street Journal via Wall Street Journal reporter or whatever, the publisher plans to wait until the console has been on the market for a full year before deciding whether to make more games for it. According to Jorgensen, it, it it's too early to judge the success of FIFA 18. Uh, as such, EA wants to fully understand what the demand is for the platform before committing more development resources to making new games for the platform. Uh, article goes on to note, uh, FIFA 18 was released for Nintendo Switch in September and doesn't include all the features found in the PS4 and Xbox One versions of the game. I think that's ridiculous, obviously, because why right. wouldn't you be developing for the Switch? But... It's ridiculous that they're waiting a full year to consider dumping yeah, resources I, into the Switch. I don't understand. That means they're waiting a full year, then they have to start developing games. Especially That's going to be another year or two. Yeah, especially when you see that, you know, Bethesda is all in. Bethesda's all right in from now. the start. Yeah, Bethes Ubisoft all in from the start. Well, Ubisoft is all in. You got all the Japanese publishers are all in. All the indies are all in. You know, it's it's outpacing its predecessor right now. 2K Games put uh, NBA 2K and WWE 2K fully featured on the platform. Activision has a toe in right now in yeah, Skylanders. exactly. Right? There is no excuse for EA to be all, you know, oh, well, you know, we'll just wait and see. In the meantime, we're going to not make single-player games anymore because... If you're watching the audio, if you're listening to the audio version, I'm giving the finger. I'm not blowing that. <laughs> it, it's they're screwing the pooch. They really are. E EA might be killing themselves. It's it's baffling how how much their market share. it seems like they just don't understand or they think they know, but they have no idea what people really want. They they, they might. I mean, they definitely don't consider what gamers want. Right. But they consider what is going to make them more money. Exactly. And, well, and, and is it working? That's what I'm trying to see looking at their market share. Yeah. Ah, well, this is just today. Hold on. Let's look at the year. Uh, it's going up. Their market share is up. Well, it's kind of plateauing since May. So it's all over the place. Are they, They're like the second or third biggest video game publisher in the world, I think. So. Uh, yeah, they're up there. Yeah. I know that. Well. I, I I think Ubisoft is on the up and up. Yeah, compared to them. Yeah, Ubisoft has an upward trajectory since May. EA has plateaued since May. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I don't know who's bigger. How do I read stocks? <laughs> EA is uh 114 dollars a share, I believe that's yeah. how it is. Oh, Ubisoft's only 66. I mean, so EA is much bigger, but again, Ubisoft is. On an upward trajectory. Yeah, because at least Ubisoft is, is pretending like they're, you know, uh, trying to appease gamers, you know, with the constant... At least with like, they're, they're still releasing games, even though they're all the same. You know, they still have strong single-player components, for the most part. Right. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is coming out. Like, that's a miracle that that game's coming out. Uh, Activision is also on an upward trajectory. Right. But they're only about $65 a share. All game companies have been on an upward trajectory since the last year. Right. 
That's why it's a little weird that EA is plateauing, but they're the biggest. Yeah. So I guess it's not so weird. Yeah, they're stupid. But yeah. again, I mean, they're huge, so maybe it's working for them. Yeah. But uh, one day, e Ubisoft and Activision could eclipse them. They could, very much so. Um, Ubisoft has been doing very well. Even though they, I don't agree with a lot of things they do. But yeah. They've been doing well. I will say, and this goes into another segue, um, that they are, they do seem to be listening, EA, because Star Wars Battlefront 2 loot boxes are undergoing changes following the, uh, the criticism that they got from the beta. This is, uh, I put the link in the key. I wish this I is via Polygon. Yeah, me too. EA has reworked Star Wars Battlefront 2's loot crates in light of user feedback the publisher shared on its website. Once the, once the game launches in mid-November, several progression-related items and weapons will be obtainable through regular play, not random loot drops as they were in the beta. Uh, EA detailed a handful of tweaks it's made to the loot crates. Uh, epic star cards, which allow players to use extra abilities or weapons, will no longer be confined to loot crates. Players will either have to craft them themselves or acquire them by buying the deluxe editions of Battlefront 2. Players will have to increase their in-game players will have to increase their in-game rank in order to upgrade their star cards using crafting materials, which are still found in loot boxes. The majority of class-based weapons will be unlocked through regular play as the as that class. The majority of wep the majority of class-based weapons will be unlocked through regular play as that class. There will also be loot crates limited to certain classes, which will include parts and star cards to create new items and gear with. So, the it sounds like loot crates are still a thing, but weapons are not confined to them anymore, um, and upgrading them is not confined to them anymore. There's there it seems to be easier to upgrade yourself and get weapons without the so, need so not pay to win exactly okay but can you still pay to win um looks like no it looks like no good good yeah that's how you do loot boxes yeah star cards were confined to random loot drops which meant players could either spend hours grinding for them or just purchase the crates in bulk as star cards are the primary place for players to upgrade their fighters and ships making them available exclusively through loot crates Stuck players as a paid struck players as a play to win progressive system, which they've done away with that. Michael in the chat says the only EA game I'd be remotely interested in is Battlefront 2, but the last year's Battlefront, I think he means two years ago. Yeah. I guess uh sucked. I guess Madden uh would be cool. Madden on Switch, I think would do well. Yeah. Um I'm also interested in Battlefront 2. Uh I'm gonna get it. I didn't play it, the the demo. But um yeah, I want it. Also, Cowboy in the chat says, do you think they would port Titanfall 2 to the Switch? I don't think they no. would, but I would love that. Would that love would be cool. Do. I think they can. Yeah. but they yeah, I mean, if they can port Doom and Wolfenstein in Skyrim, then they can port pretty much anything. I, I would... Well, I don't know what engine the... the, the uh, well, Skyrim... Right. Yeah, no, you're right about be, that. Because I'd, I'd assume that the, the Titanfall engine is not nearly as good as the doom engine or the skyrim engine you right. know skyrim engine is pretty broken but yeah. <laughs> but that engine at least is older you mm -hmm. know and doesn't need yeah. good hardware the doom engine i mean it's, it's a pc engine so they could they could scale that down right and stuff same with wolf randstand in the chat also says twitch sub card if you sub to me on twitch twitch.tv slash bob wolf 
uh, every new sub, I get I draw a little sketch card for you and mail it mm. to your house. Randstand got my email today that I sent to all my subs because it's the new month, and I said, "Hey, uh, give me your, your addresses. Don't put it in the chat. No, don't, don't tell do that. Your address. But uh, yeah, Randstand, you got to email me back, and tell me your address so mm-hmm. I can give you a sketch card. Um, of course, that's every month. So if you just subscribe to me, you'll get a sketch card. And there's that. Yep. Uh, okay. So we did Battlefront. We did. We're plowing through these. We are. I want to talk about Paris Games Week because a lot happened. Yeah, they announced a lot of games, and they well, they showed a lot of games, and there was a lot of games. Let me open. <laughs> Mostly the on the Sony side. No one else really did anything, right? Like Microsoft and Nintendo didn't really show no. anything. Yeah. No. Uh, Sony went all out. Yeah. And I think that was smart because they probably knew that nobody was going to run out. Well, I think Microsoft game. usually saves everything for Gamescom. Mm. And Nintendo's whatever. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo just does whatever the hell they yeah. want. This is Boy Genius Report. 11 things we learned from PlayStation's Paris Games Week. I feel like there's going to be an ad, so I'm going to mute this tab. Ghost of Tsushima. Is Sucker Punch's next game. We like Sucker Punch. Yes. Uh, this game looks awesome. Samurais are dope. We, we like Samurais. Yes. Destiny 2's first expansion launches on December 5th, which a lot of people think is soon, but this is the, exactly the same thing they did with Destiny 1. Also, this... Now, I didn't play the raid in, in vanilla Destiny 2. Right. But this looks dope. It's very cool. Osiris is this guy that they kind of like mention a lot in the first Destiny, and I guess through Destiny Two, mm-hmm. and now you see him. I didn't even know he was a guy, and now here he is. I hope that he's either like the main bad guy in this raid, or he's uh, he's like a like a good guy that helps you through the raid because no other raid has an NPC, a cooperative NPC. And right. that would be really cool. But that looks awesome. Spelunky is getting a sequel. That's cool. A lot of people are going to be excited mm-hmm. about that. I hope it comes to the Switch. <laughs> uh, Guacamelee 2, another also, one that yeah. a lot of people are excited about. Probably, that's a PlayStation Plus game if I ever see yeah. it. Loco Roco 2. It's which... being remastered for PS4. Yay. Oh, I thought that was new. I guess not. The Gardens Between looks like Braid, apparently. Yeah. I didn't see it, so I don't know. The Hong Kong Massacre. Mm, yeah, I saw this. Hotline Miami 2 vibe, so I guess it's a twin-stick shooter. Yeah, it's a top-down twin-stick shooter type thing. Uh, I was. It looks interesting. Uh, I was not all that into Hotline Miami. I think because I didn't understand the concept at first. Mm-hmm. So, but, I mean, I'm willing to give it a shot. What do you mean you don't understand the concept? I thought it was I thought it was just strictly a twin stick shooter. It's very hard. Like you die like a lot in that game, and I didn't realize that was part of the game. The the Dark Souls of Twin Stick Shooters? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> exactly that, actually. Alright. Uh Become Your Own Banksy in Concrete Genie. I'm going to read this because I don't know anything about this game. One of the more intriguing games revealed at Paris Games Week, Concrete Genie, is about a bullied kid who discovers that anything he spray paints on the walls of the city he lives in comes to life. He can use the creations to help him uh, access areas he otherwise wouldn't be able to access, but he has to watch out for bullies. Interesting. 
uh on rush is the arcade racing game the ps4 needs okay. oh yeah this looks good it's uh former developers of the motorstorm games that were on the ps3 oh uh, okay those were really good um and it's good to see that they're moving on to do another game i only know motorstorm because at gamestop we had stacks of those games and they're all like a dollar <laughs> i think that was in like every demo kiosk at best buy when the ps3 first came out but it was really good so probably the most important announcement charlotte classes remake comes out february 6th that's soon <laughs> that is soon um so it has a hard date yeah also P they just put they clump all these together psvr is going to have a sizable library by the end of 2018 i think another really notable announcement that they clumped in here yeah moss yes the best playstation vr game will be released in february that's cool so that's something to look out for uh, I want to just touch upon the one PSVR game, Blood and Truth, which is the James Bond style game. Oh, what is that? It's it's basically it's it's a James Bond style uh, first person shooter where it's all in PSVR and you play like this British spy who's trying to who's out for blood and wants to learn the truth. All right. I'm really disappointed this is a PSVR game because I don't have a PSVR and I kind of want to play a James Bond take, type game. Take the PSVR. You need two move controllers. I might end up getting two move controls. Really? Eventually. Like, when when something I want to play requires move controllers, then I'm going to have yeah. to end up getting it. Yeah. Um, so that's it for this article you have. It doesn't mention a couple of the games. Um, they showed off a new trailer for Detroit Become Human. Okay. The new, um, from the people who made Heavy Rain. Okay, that's important. They, they showed a new Last of Us 2 trailer. Both of those trailers are very violent. Oh, yeah. Why didn't this say anything about The Last of Us 2? That, yeah. was, that was the most important thing that they announced. Yeah. Um, yeah, did you, did you watch those trailers, right? Both of them? I only watched The Last of Us. All right. The The Last of Us 2 trailer is horrifically violent. Yeah, and a lot of people had a problem with that. Right. I don't understand why it's freaking Last of Us. Um, and then the Detroit Become Human trailer um, is about an android who is the servant to a very abusive father. And it's, it's strictly implied that the reason why she's the new helper is because he murdered the old one. And it, it gets to the end of the sequence. You can see all the choices you can make. Either he kills you, you kill him, you help the girl run away, he kills the girl, the girl kills, you know, all these different things. It's a v very bleak showing from the, the Sonya first party mm. lineup. Uh, Last of Us 2 looks incredible. Yeah. From what we've seen. Nobody knows any of the, these characters. People no. are assuming that the blonde girl, the woman, mm -hmm. is Ellie's mother. Right. There's a lot of speculation about that. Yeah. They, they uh, Sony tweeted uh, some like check out uh, the Last of Us Two trailer featuring, and then they they had four bl blank boxes yeah. for uh, the name of the character. Yeah. And. I forgot Ellie's mom's name. I think it's Anna. Yeah, something like that. Well, one of them didn't have a name. One of the characters went unnamed. I think Laura Bailey's character. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the girl. Laura Bailey's character is people think it's Ellie's mom. We also got a new Spider-Man trailer. Oh, we did. I missed it. Yeah, that was interesting. Miles Morales seems to have a bigger role than just like a cameo in it. He's in it. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, you play as Peter Parker, but it looks like Miles is going to have a very big role. I wonder and if it's two-player co-op. Oh, that would be boy. Awesome. And they confirmed more characters. Uh, Norman Osborn is in it. 
Wait, is is Miles Morales Spider Man in this? Peter Parker is Spider Man, but is Miles Morales also Spider Man, or is he just Miles Morales? They haven't said. So in this trailer, you just see Miles Morales. Yeah, you see, like they walk into a building, and Peter goes, "Yeah, this is Miles. He's going to be helping us." Interesting. Yeah, uh, if Norman Osborn is in it. They didn't say as Green Goblin, but he's in it. Kingpin is in it, which we knew already. The Shocker is in it, which is cool. Uh, I think there was one more person in it. I can't remember. So, in the Marvel Universe, yes. which I know is incredibly confusing, <laughs> um, the last I checked, because uh, of Spider-Men. Yes, which I am way behind on. That's the new Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2. Okay. Yeah. Because back in the day, mm-hmm. that was the only time they met. Right. It was Peter Parker and Miles Morales. Peter Parker goes to the Ultimate Universe. Correct. And he meets Miles Morales, and then he, they get into some hijinks, and then Peter Parker has to go back to his regular universe. Yes. I think, doesn't it destroy the Ultimate Universe? At the no. Time? The Ultimate Universe gets destroyed during the Secret Wars okay. crossover. So when Peter Parker comes back to his regular universe, mm-hmm. 616. Yes. Uh... He looks up Miles Morales and then goes, Gah! And then it ends. Yes. We still don't know why that happened, right? We do. We do know why. Yes. Okay. It's really dumb. Uh, just spoil it for everybody. I'm sure nobody cares. So, what this, happens This has it, nothing to do with the game, by the way. No. We don't know if this... So, in the new... In the current Marvel Universe, there is no more Ultimate Universe. The universe is merged together, and Peter Parker and Miles Morales are just, are just bros in the 616 universe. And this is 616 Miles Morales. Well, this is still Ultimate Mi- He's talking to Ultimate Miles Morales. And he says, I googled to see if there was a 616 Miles Morales. And he got no results. That that was that, that was the whole thing? That was it. That's why he said, uh, oh my god. That's so that's But there bad. is a 616 Miles Morales. Okay, so there, why did he do that? There's, I, like that, I don't know much more about, like, I because like I said, I'm behind on everything, but there, there, it does exist, a 616 Miles Morales, he's an adult, he's got facial scars, and he's not a happy man. Okay. So something happened that forced him to go completely off the grid. Well, all right then. Yeah, so one of these days I'm going to catch up on that, um... Yeah, I haven't been. I was very dis- I'm very disappointed in that series so far, from what I've read of it. You got to get into Spider Man because th- those videos always perform well. I guess so I do. You yeah, gotta go, you got to go all in on uh, Spider Man. We'll change that hat to a Spider Man hat. <laughs> Yo, Sony, send me a Spider Man hat. <laughs> yeah, Sony, what's up, Sony? Also, send us everything that you have. Yeah, we got to get on like more press lists. Anyway, no, we don't. <laughs> I get so many emails, and they're all garbage. They're all garbage. They're all crap. <laughs> Every once in a while you get, oh, you want Ocean Horn for the Switch? <laughs> yes, that'd be Ocean Horn. I was listening to Mr. Sunday Movies podcast, Weekly Planet, and he said, all you got to do is if you have a blog, just email a movie studio and be like, hey, can I get a ticket to a press screener? And they'll just give it to you. So. Wait, what? Say What? He's like, all you got to do if you want to go to. Who's he? Mr. Sunday Movies okay. from the Weekly Planet. He said, all you have to do if you want to go to a press screening of a movie is just email the studio and say, hey, I have a blog. Honestly, though, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> he's right. 
So do that. Yeah. Say, this is my YouTube channel. I want to do We never talk to no, anybody. That's our problem. That's, yeah, we hate the world. <laughs> Fred in the chat says, I'll send Will the Spider-Man hat I got. No worries. <laughs> there you go. Thanks. I couldn't help but notice uh, there's no uh, copy and paste into the Discord, Fred. What's going on here? <laughs> I have to read the chat like some sort of peasant. Viper says the strangest part of all of Spider-Man was that Mysterio of the Ultimate Universe was a robot controlled by the Mysterio of the regular Marvel Universe. Yes. That was cool. That was the original Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man 1. Okay. Uh, moving on. Yes. To more things. Uh, now we're getting into the, the random crap that I had. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was very interesting, but, but I don't know how interesting other people are going to find this. Korg, Will. Yes. Teased a synth for the switch this i find this interesting and the reason why this is interesting is because many moons ago yes korg had a game for the ds well it wasn't a game it was a synthesizer called yes. the ds10 the ds10 which was just a synthesizer for the ds it was a fully featured korg synthesizer for yes. the ds and it Sounded good, and yes. a lot of people used it. Yes. People used it professionally. Mm -hmm. And now it looks like uh, they're going to bring that magic to the Switch. Yep. They, they, I guess they're a Japanese company. They tweeted out uh, a video of them. Can I play it? Is it going to screw everything up? I'm going to have to mute it. There it is. It's, yeah. It looks like a keyboard, and they're just, but they're using it. They're controlling it with Joy Cons, which is weird. Yeah. I assume that you'd be able to use the screen like a tablet. Probably. I mean, there, there's the synthesizer. I, part. I don't. I never played the the DS one, but I think like you can use the buttons for some things, hmm. like the face buttons and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I think I think that's pretty. Yeah. I, I am. I am down with that. You're gonna. You're gonna see the switch as part of a DJ's arsenal. That's pretty crazy. I mean, if you ever go to like a chiptune concert, they have just Game Boys lined up and they play their music through the Game Boys. People use the DS. I don't know who. Yeah. I can't think of any. Actually, I just had the Wikipedia article up. I bet you they'll say it in the Wikipedia yeah. article. On, I know Anamanaguchi, they have a live band, guitar, bass, drums, and all that stuff, but they have an NES hooked up to a loudspeaker and a special cart with uh, pre programmed music on it, and they play along with that trying to see if anybody if it mentions anybody if you can because uh, i don't know what streaming service it's on it's an old, it's like 10 years old it's a film called reformat the planet it's all about chiptune artists so go look that up it's very good uh anamanaguchi is in it uh it's called reformat the planet this wikipedia article doesn't say who used it it just says uh it's reception as a game and stuff which i think is a little strange because it's not a freaking game. Yeah. It's, it's like legitimately just a synthesizer. Yeah, I know. I think even Quark said it is not a game. It is a synthesizer. Talk about Switch and uh, EA not being ready to commit. Yes. I want to talk about Kotaku writing this stupid article. <laughs> Nintendo is still oddly tight-lipped about the Switch's tribute to Satoru Iwata. That is the game golf that is hidden inside of Satoru Iwata. Yeah. Nintendo still won't talk about it. Uh, Reggie fils said, quote, uh, it was identified by plugs playing around the firmware. We've got nothing officially to announce for that content or what the plans are for the content. So that's that. Certainly anything that pays respect to my friend, Mr. Iwata, is something that is near and dear to me personally. But in terms of 
that execution and what it was meant to do or what the plans are, we've got nothing to announce. And this whole article is basically talking about like, why didn't they say anything? And they still post the same freaking video of that guy, <laughs> the one guy who unlocked it. Yeah. There's another guy who unlocked it that nobody's talking about. But that, that those are the only people who have videos up of them unlocking it, and neither of them unbox their their switches. So I think that they're fake, <laughs> and I still think that they're fake because even Reggie Fizeme here, I believe that the that golf is on the console somewhere. It's there, it's definitely there. Okay, but he said, but in terms of that execution and what it, it was meant to do, we have no plans. We have nothing to announce. In terms of that execution. I don't think this is how you unlock it. No, no. This... I think, first of all, it's going to be the holidays. If you have a Switch, if you're getting a Switch, or if you're getting one like in the next week or so, DM me, because I want you to take a cell phone video of you un taking it out of the box, not connecting it to the internet, and trying this, because I don't think it works. Because I tried it on one, and I couldn't get it to work. Right. But I need more I need more people to try it, because I think I did it wrong. But this really bothers me that no, like, freaking Kotaku... Yeah. And Polygon aren't just going out and buying a Switch and trying it for themselves. They even say in this article, when we broke this, you didn't break it. This guy broke it. <laughs> and this guy is, I think, a phony. <laughs> I'm really mad about this. <laughs> I feel like Reggie is the type of guy who, who toes the company line to a T. He... Whether he doesn't want to or because he's not allowed to, he will not say or do anything that isn't explicitly approved by Nintendo Japan. I, I Yes. So something like this, Nintendo, this was something that had to have been said, like he had to have word from Nintendo Japan before he could comment on something like this. I, I, I believe that. So, But you have to read between the lines. Right. I think he's trying to tell us something when he says in terms of the execution. Because I believe that it's there. Because okay. every, it's been the people all over the place have found it. Yeah. For, at first it was an NES emulator. Yes. Then it was golf. They figured out it was golf. Mm -hmm. But now being able to unlock it, especially making it... Uh, his death day that's yeah. weird i don't know if that's like celebrated in japanese culture somebody's death day oh, i don't, I don't think it is that part is really weird to me yeah and i think july 11th i think is the day yeah. i think when that comes next year people are going to be really disappointed because i don't think it's going to happen yeah i don't think it's you're going to be able to unlock it I again the holidays are coming everybody's gonna tons of people are going to get switches every if you're getting one try it and take a cell phone video of it and DM me. Make sure you turn your cell phone video horizontally. I don't really care what you do. But you have to film yourself taking it out of the box. And make sure you turn your cell phone horizontally. Yes. Um, Fred's finally giving me <laughs> messages. Uh, uh None of these are relevant. I'm mad, I'm mad at you. <laughs> Ivan says, rip my boy Iwata. You always be remembered. He's, he's with us on every switch. Yep. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. 
All right, I'm going. I'm. What else do we have here? Okay, we're, we're plowing through these. Yeah, you had. Don't you have some? I got. I got a bunch of them. Uh, did you hear about GameStop Unlimited? No, what the hell is that? Okay. Um, GameStop offering an unlimited six month access to pre owned games. GameStop is introducing a new thing called the Power Pass, uh, which is a program that lets you pay sixty dollars, then for six months play as many pre owned games as you want. Do you have to return them? Uh, well, here, let's continue. Power Pass lets you choose a game. Stupid ad. Power Pass lets you choose a game from GameStop's pre-owned library, take it home, then swap it for something else when you're done. There's no limit on the number of games you can play during the six months, though, though you can only rent one at a time. And the best part is, when, when the six months are up, you get to keep one of the games. That's weird. So, well, I get sixty dollars. So that yeah, sixty dollars. So you can play sixty dollars as many games as you want uh, between for six months, and you get to keep one of them. So there's no limit, obviously, for the six months. You, if you want, like Call of Duty, yeah, you can just pay sixty dollars for a used Call of Duty, and just keep that for the six months. And then when it's over, you can just keep that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they have this already, kind of. <laughs> except you can't keep it at the end. Right. I guess you could. Uh, their their used games have a seven day return policy. Right. So when I worked at GameStop, people would buy one game. So a used game is fifty five dollars. A brand new used game. Right. Like if the new if Call of Duty comes out next week and somebody immediately trades it in, yeah. fifty five dollars. It's fifty five dollars. Mm -hmm. Somebody would buy that, play it for a week, and then the next week return it and just rebuy another game. Yeah. And people would do that. And, and some game stops like me i didn't care they would extend it to 30 days yeah so you can just do this already this is just an official, a, a, way, an to official way to do it yeah. yeah but i mean like if it might be good for you if you want to... <laughs> you all right there i'm okay it might be good for you if you want to play like a lot of games for the price of one Throughout the course of six months, and even keep one at the end, one you really like. I don't know if it's any of the games you played during the six months, or only the most recent game you played in the six months. There's like conflicting reports on that. But the new program starts November nineteenth, so yeah, something something to think about. We don't buy used games here. You don't. <laughs> you buy used games? Yeah. If they're if it's cheaper. And it's not a doesn't look like garbage. Yeah, I'll buy. A used I mean, I'll game. buy a used game if it's an old game. But yeah, if it's I'm an old game. New, I'm getting it. Yeah, well, you know, I they suckered me into getting a power up card. So use my <laughs> card. It's the house number. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I've had to use that. I should say thank you for bringing that up. The program is only available to power up rewards members, so that game that you're taking can be tracked. And you so, can only choose from games that are on the shelf in the physical store, not on the online catalog. So, wait, wait, wait. Power Up Rewards members, is that the paid membership or it doesn't matter? It's just Power Up Rewards members. Because there is a free Power Up Rewards I think membership. that's... I think that's... Yeah. All, okay. You just have to be a free Power Up Rewards membership. Okay, that's and reasonable. And you pay $60 and then you can start doing this. And you can only take it if it's physically in the store. That's reasonable. But it can be any used game. So, even like a brand new used game. Okay. That's a last-ditch effort for them to try to make some money. It might work. Well, let's look at their market share. GameStop <laughs> uh, stock. $18 USD. It is very downwards. Yeah. It is, it, look at that. That is 
Uh, going down. Oh, poor guys. Not looking good. Okay. Uh, about a year ago, they were at 25. Now they're down to 18. Not looking good. Uh, I, I want to talk about this Razer phone. Okay. Real quick. Okay. Razer has a phone. Why? I don't know. And it looks stupid. The end. Uh, the company revealed that the phone, uh, for the picture that they have is unremarkable. It's it's. I'll I'll pull it up on screen. It's, it's some it. dude with tattoos holding a phone. Yeah, and it's got their stupid logo. They have a bad logo. <laughs> I don't know if it's because their logo reminds me of like Monster Energy, and it's like it does that kind of it so like does because it's normally it's green and it has the the weird like like uh, ripples in it. Yeah. Oh God. And. Green against black, and, and and it's synonymous with like douchey culture, like kind of like Monster is, you know. And the original Xbox, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yep. Uh, it's gonna be seven hundred dollars, which is not bad. It doesn't yeah. have a headphone jack. Very weird for them to just be on that train because this. I would assume that this would be like their laptops. They want it to be geared towards people who want everything, like right? Featured, yeah, device. So yeah, that picture is unremarkable. Uh, the company revealed the phone during the event in London, which had previously teased on October 11th. The, the Razer phone, it's just called the Razer phone. Uh, boasts, they're doing that now. They're not naming it like the blade or the sword or anything like that. I think that's fine. Yeah. Boasts a few remarkable specs, including uh, 120 hertz ultra motion screen, Dolby Atmos and THX certified audio, Qualcomm Snapdragon 835 processor with 8 gigabyte, 8 gigabyte RAM, 12 megapixel dual cameras and a thousand milliamp hour battery for all day power. Who was that? LKM Cherokee with the $2 super chat. Will, could you do a top five underrated Justice League comics vid? Well, now I guess I have to. Uh, You're paying yeah, me to do it. Comes out, yeah. <laughs> when the movie comes out, hell yeah, you will. Um, thank you for that. Uh, so that the specs are pretty pretty beefy for a cell phone uh 120 hertz screen that's 120 frames per second screen yeah which is insane especially for a phone yeah i think the new ipad has that and that's pretty much the only mobile device that has that yeah uh it ramps down when you're watching a video or something that's only 60 frames per second because it'll go to 60 frames yeah. per second. 120 hertz is is in is just completely unnecessary for a cell phone. oh absolutely that that's a little ridiculous mm -hmm. Of course, it has a USB Type C jack, and uh, it'll come with a dongle. Yeah, for your headphone. And that's it. Otherwise, I was a little disappointed to not see any buttons. I was hoping maybe <laughs> it would be like an N-Gage type deal. <laughs> but there's like I don't know, like I know every phone that they try to turn into a game console fails miserably. Yeah. But they all they always do it so wrong. Just it should be like this. Yeah. With a little bit of a forehead and a chin. With a little little toggle, just like the 3DS has, a little toggle, a little joypad, and two very tiny buttons up here, down here, go like that. What's wrong with that? I feel and like make it the size of this. Don't make it too big. What about that Sony Xperia Play that, that slid and had the PlayStation buttons underneath? It was huge. Was it? Yeah, because it had to make room for those giant thumbsticks. Like, don't no, make it, it that had, big. No, it had a they didn't have thumbsticks. It had a slider. Slider. Sliders. Like the Vita. Because Vita has a good one. That's a good. No, it was literally like a touchpad sliders for the. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, that's that's dumb. So yeah, this phone's stupid. 
Uh, <laughs> it, Razer bought a cell phone company, and that's why they made this. Okay. But, I mean, China, that might be good for China. Yeah. Because they have an insane amount of cell phone games over there. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got. So okay. what do you got over there? I got two things, um, both Star Wars related. One of them I should have brought up during the EA talk. Um, Jason Schreier over at Kotaku has a article about the collapse of Visceral's ambitious Star Wars game. I started reading this, and then I stopped. Give me the bullet points. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, the game was big. called Ragtag, and it it's was... concept art. It was basically supposed to be the Star Wars version of Uncharted. The problem was, though there were a lot of problems with this project, they EA wanted an Uncharted-type game from Visceral, who had never made a game like that before, and was severely understaffed to make a game of the quality of Uncharted. Amy Henning, who was the head writer and director of this game, her development style clashed completely with Visceral's. Uh, she was previously Naughty Dog. Right. And that was probably like like insane yeah <laughs> um visceral had restructured to have like a a management but basically have like no managers everybody was on the same level and stuff and then when they started making this game they had to bring in managers they started working with ea vancouver who has a management system and that screwed them up they were working with frostbite which frost the frostbite engine is good at only doing one thing and that's making battlefield games Yes. Anything else that they try to get it to do is a problem. That's one of the reasons why Mass Effect was a technical disaster. And that's, they were having major issues with it, trying to make it a third-person action-adventure game rather than a first-person shooter. These companies, especially these big publishers, need to spend a lot more time developing their engines. Yeah. Ubisoft needs to do that. EA needs to do that. Uh, id is did a fantastic job yeah it does good stuff tech is insane epic and the unreal engine like say what you want about it but it works and it works well everybody uses it for a reason people shouldn't think i have a problem with the unreal engine i don't like the the, what it's synonymous for right people go oh look at mario and the unreal engine that's dumb nintendo's engines are fine yeah (laughs) um yeah there there was a big talk about how the one the ones like piece of video we saw where the main character walks out of most the most Eisley cantina and he puts his hand on the wall and he looks up and the sun's out and like everything's walking around that was all they had build of the game to show they couldn't get the character to shoot properly because they spent weeks animating him put his hand on the wall they did that for what was it, uncharted 3 yeah. And it, and that blew me away when he put his hand on the Yeah. Board. But that was Uncharted 3 for the yeah. PlayStation 3. That was the thing. The game they were developing right now was more in line with Uncharted 1. So There like, was nothing to set it apart from Uncharted 4 in an Uncharted 4 world. Amy Henning probably saw this engine and was like so used to the Naughty Dog engine. Yeah. And was like, why isn't his hand going on the wall when he's walking yeah. past? And that's something that is such a small detail, but was very important for showing Uncharted 3. Yeah. And that's how far behind this game was. I will say that the article does make it clear that the reason why this game was canceled was not because it's a single-player game and EA wants to focus on multiplayer games. Okay. They make they pretty much say that the, this game was canceled because development 
was a garbage fire. Right. This is something that I think somebody at IGN said. They like they said I know people there, and they said that the game was garbage. Yeah. You know, they pretty much they were trying to. You know, they were they were trying to make make you know turn water into wine, and they just could not do it under the circumstances they were given. Don Draper, how, how long was this? Uh... EA were uh, how long was Visceral working on the Star Wars game? He asks. Uh, long time. At least two or three years, I would say. Yeah. Since Lucas Arts got abolished. Yeah. the The article also does mention that if you want to pinpoint the exact moment Visceral Games became doomed, you need to go back to 2013, around the release of Dead Space Three. Because that game was a commercial flop. EA had a lot riding on it, even though it was a series that really sh they shouldn't have been doing that with. Um, it didn't meet sales expectations. A fourth Dead Space game was canceled. Um, they moved Visceral to try and do Battlefield Hardline to try and like recoup costs and stuff. That game was bad. Probably sold a lot. Probably, yeah. There's Battlefield. Aiden in the chat says, I would love a good single-player Star Wars game. Wouldn't we all? Yeah, it was 2013. And now we're never going to get one. 2013, they pretty much told Visceral uh, they're going to be working on a Star Wars game. And Visceral had a Star Wars game previously in development before the Amy Henning game. Amy Henning came on, they canceled that and started working on her game. 1313. No. 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 Forget about 1313. That was LucasArts. That was LucasArts. Yeah. Okay. I thought they gave those assets to somebody. Oh no, they're they're doing that with this game. This game, the assets are being used. Some of them, not probably all of them. not yeah. a lot. And it'll probably be a first-person shooter if they're going to use friggin' frostbite. Yeah. Uh, uh, AJ says at least three years. EA got the deal from from for Star Wars in 2013. Yeah, yeah. So I think when they got the deal, they gave it to Visceral. Visceral was going to do one game called uh, codenamed Yuma, um, and then Amy Henning, Amy Henning came on. They canceled it. Got a new codename, Ragtag. It was supposed to be like Ocean's Eleven set in Star Wars universe. The big, like the big selling point that they wanted to have was, you know, a six a six member team and everybody on the team had unique AI, and they couldn't get one person with unique AI plus the player character, and they had nothing separating it from Uncharted, which can do like I think two people with unique AI on screen. This should have been Mass Effect Andromeda. Probably they should have not done Mass Effect Andromeda and should have done a Star Wars game in the same vein, and then they should have made Anthem Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, my opinion. Or, but you know, uh, new IPs are good too. Yeah. So, hopefully, Anthem is good. Yeah, and that is Bioware's next game. So that's just a little history. I would highly recommend reading the Kotaku article about the making of. Uh, visceral Star Wars game. It is very interesting. It's very sad, but while reading it, you really like you really do get a sense of like it just there's no way in hell this game would have come out in a good state. EA was saying we need this game to get a 90 on Metacritic. Yeah. And insane. you can't just say make a game that gets an X rating on Metacritic. Well, they the they all of the publishers have that bonus. I think right. 85 or some times well, 88 Bethesda or had it. The famous, the infamous one was Bethesda had it for Obsidian. If it got an, if Fallout New Vegas got an 85 on Metacritic, you get a bonus. The game got an 84. Damn. 
Yeah. Damn. They all do that though. I know. It's not just. It's I ridiculous. Mean, no, that's, that's a, an extreme case. That's but a they terrible all that. way to make games. You can't just be like, you know, make a game that gets an X on Metacritic. It should be make a game that sells this much. Yeah, that's what it should. Be. But even then, that's like dangerous because games. Well, will, well, that's it. Should get a bonus if it sells well, right? Because you know, make a game that sells this much. You know, you're going to over budget and then you're going to undersell, or you don't meet sales expectations, and all of a sudden it's a flop like what happened with tomb raider i just think it's you know like if 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 you work on something and it sells an insane amount you should get recouped for no no yeah no i agree with you i mean don't that's that's bonus money that's not yeah that's not now you don't get paid you know like yeah it's like a christmas bonus there's a new star wars trailer right now right now it's like a four i'm i'm on twitter and all of a sudden i see 45 second trailer luke is on the falcon Oh, all right, wait. Well, mm. 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 I don't, I don't want to play it on stream. Yeah, because we're going to get C and D. Okay, maybe may, maybe we can all watch it <laughs> and not have it on the screen. No, I'm not going to no. do that. Okay, after this, we'll watch it. Yeah, but mm. Mm. man, yeah. All right, let's uh, hurry this up. Right. Let's wrap this up. Okay, you, you posted something. Speaking of Star Wars, um, Disney has announced their terms for movie theaters that are showing The Last Jedi uh, when it comes out this year. And it's pretty strict. Okay. Um, this was from the Wall Street Journal, but they're behind a paywall, so this is courtesy of Screen Rant. Thank you, Screen Rant. Uh, screw the Wall Street <laughs> Journal. Lucasfilm and Disney are expecting The Last Jedi to make a pretty penny, and they're using their position of power to ensure that they reap as many of the benefits as they can. As multiplexes prepare for the massive premiere, they have... They have a set of regulations stipulated by Disney that they must follow or they will suffer the consequences. According to the Wall Street Journal, Disney will receive around 65% of the revenue generated from ticket sales for The Last Jedi. By comparison, typically 55% of ticket sales goes to the studio. So Disney is asking for 10% more than they usually get from, from ticket sales for The Last Jedi. Okay. Additionally, the Mouse House, that's Disney, is requiring all theaters to show The Last Jedi in their biggest auditorium for at least four weeks. Damn. Theaters cannot pull a single screening from their schedule unless Disney gives them permission. If an exhibitor does not comply... Disney is within their right to take an extra 5% of ticket sales, <laughs> Jesus raising Christ. their haul to a whopping 70%. Jesus. Per the Wall Street Journal, these terms won't actually kick in unless the film crosses... Add, add, why? Why in the middle of me talking? Uh, uh, this is remote, so it's uh, a much more of a pain in the ass to... Yeah, I'll just do that. I got it. Uh, per the Wall Street Journal, these terms won't actually kick in unless the film crosses uh, 500 million mark domestically, which, come on. <laughs> of course it's going to do that. They they have the power to do this. It's just, it's crazy to think that they, they, they do have the power to do this. You know, especially that four-week rule. Because, like, that's going to screw up everybody else. It, I mean, you have some balls if you're releasing a movie around the same time as Star Wars. Right. Uh, I think that they need to be in as many theaters as possible. 
I don't necessarily think they need to. I mean, the first week, maybe. But this is Star Wars we're talking about here. Because people are going to re-see it. Yeah. People who don't care that much are going to see it in, like, the second week. Right. You know? So, like, think about The the Force Awakens. Yeah. There was... That was in theaters for, for months. Yeah. You know? Well, okay. Not that these two movies are in the same league as Star Wars. But the week after... The Last Jedi, which is which is the Christmas week. You get the new Jumanji movie starring The Rock. Oh, that's true. And and Pitch Perfect 3. Christmas is a big... It, it's the movie theater's biggest day. Yeah. It's Christmas. And you have two potentially big movies coming out on December 22nd, which is the week after The Last Jedi. So, so this this would very much this, interfere with with the theater's biggest day. Exactly, and it it would interfere with you know two potentially big releases. This is this is Disney strong arming. Uh, well, isn't Jumanji? No, it's not. no, no. I'm thinking of the Jungle Book. For some yeah. reason. Um, this this is Disney strong arming the theaters into being like, hey, our movie is more important than all the other movies. Yeah, and you know what? They're not wrong. They're not. <laughs> But it's just, I remember when um, The Last Jedi, not The Last Jedi, uh, the last Star Wars movie, The Force Awakens came out, um, and they, they pulled something similar where they said, if you want to, sh- they did this at the Alamo Draft House, if you want to show Star Wars in IMAX, you have to put it on the biggest screen you have. You can't put it on like any of those smaller ones. And this screwed up Tarantino's release of The Hateful Eight because Alamo Draft House is like, listen, we have to back out of our deal. Disney is strong arming us to showing their movie. Otherwise, we don't get to see Star Wars. And Tarantino lost his yeah, mind. I remember that. I so, believe I believe that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. That's, that's all I got. got. All right. I, well, I mean, we also have Will. Oh, yes. We have. Uh, we have this shirt. No, that's not it. That's their keep document. <laughs> uh, there you go. It's a me, Mario. And that's how we say Mario here. Oh, I, didn't, in the Wolf I don't House. think I've seen the shirt yet. You haven't seen the shirt? No. You don't watch my videos. So I don't. I'm mad at you. There it is. There it is. It's a me, Mario. Mario. Hey, Johnny, give me a slice of pizza. Hey, oh, wow, wow. Spider Man. Hey. That has a time limit, so get what you can. <laughs> Link is in the description of the video. This is the part where we go into the chat and talk to you. Or. You can go on last week's Wolf Den Live. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this in a podcast format, you can go to this version on a YouTube channel and leave a comment. But before we do that, Robert. Oh, the Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week. All right. I, di- I, I picked this literally right before. Uh, and it, it is from today. I believe it's from today. And it is something that I just retweeted before this. So you might have seen it already. Mm-hmm. Once it loads, is from Brian Grubb, Brian C. Grubb, editor at uh, Uproxx. Jeff Goldblum is somehow even more Jeff Goldblum than you think he is. Edward Norton says, A friend of mine was on a flight and was seated next to Jeff. She was reading a book and became aware that Jeff seemed to be looking at what she was reading. She said hello, and he asked her if she was enjoying the book. Jeff Goldblum said, It was a good, it, it was some good book book she was reading it was the private lives of 
the impressionists or something. Norton said, Jeff said, I don't know if this would interest you. And if not, of course, no problem. But I'm very good at reading books aloud. <laughs> and if you'd like, I'd be more than happy to read it for you. She said, sure. She had about 90 pages left and Jeff read her the rest of the book out loud. She said his reading was excellent. Oh, what money I would give <laughs> to see Jeff Goldblum read some random woman's book. What on a, a plane. lucky. Imagine being on that plane. Like, imagine being in front of that. I've heard a story where Jeff Goldblum went to a restaurant that he'd never been to before. So he went around to all the tables asking to try some of their f foods, it's like all the other customers' foods. That's so, but I would do it. I'd I like, would absolutely yeah, do. Absolutely, I would give Jeff Gold. I would just give him the plate. Like here, just take it. My God, have a seat, Jeff. How's it going? Oh my God! Can to? we talk about the fly for a little bit? No, we can't. Probably not. Yeah, you're right. Um, Thor comes out tomorrow. Yes, you're seeing it. Not tomorrow. Oh, you're not seeing no, it. I'm I thought you were seeing it. No, I'm not seeing it tomorrow. When are you seeing it? Sometimes we can either Friday or Sunday. Oh, I thought you were seeing it tomorrow. No, I'm not seeing it tomorrow. Well, I, oh, well. I got to finish Stranger Things at some point too this weekend. Finish Stranger Things. Yeah. We have a big shooting day. On we do Saturday. Have, exactly, which is why I'm not seeing it Saturday. Thanks, Bob. I think we're gonna have an update video on our channel on Sunday. Ooh. So keep your eyes peeled because there's a lot going on here that we yep. need to talk about. But we're yes. not ready to talk about Raw it. Raw talk, no show. Yes. So I will read some of the comments that Fred picked out for us. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Alex Jones from last week's Wolf Den Live. Oh wait, no. Forget this. <laughs> I got to do uh, hashtag Wolfden Live. You can tweet us using the hashtag Wolfden Live. And we'll answer, we'll answer you there. Oh, you can, Rick. Oh, man. Uh, where are we? Ti Titanium Brains. I watched half your podcast with Nintendo Prime, and it was great, but it was pretty disappointing that Will wasn't in it. Well, maybe they should have asked you, Will, and not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What are your thoughts on the Magneto Testament? I don't know what that is. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> oh, well, you missed a comic book guy. doesn't know a comic book. Look at that. Uh, let me hold on. Fred, I'm back to tweeting, but will you have more subs than Comic Pop? Where is the crossover? We'll figure something out. Maybe when you get as many views as Comic Pop. Then oh, <laughs> oh, oh, shots fired. <laughs> Spooky uh, Peach. Is that your name? Your name's cut off. Uh, Favorite kingdom in Odyssey. Also, do you think this game will beat Odyssey for Game of the Year? And it's a picture of Luigi goes to T-Mobile to upgrade his data plan. It's a picture <laughs> of Luigi and T-Mobile. <laughs> um, favorite kingdom in Odyssey? Uh, it's a spoiler. Sorry. It's the one that you get when you beat the main campaign. So It's also teased throughout, so it's not that much of a spoiler. But The Magneto Testament is a 2009 book about uh, Max Eisenhart was just another schoolboy who happened to be Jewish in Nazi Germany. The definitive origin story of Marvel's greatest icons begins with a silver chain and a crush on a girl and quickly turns into a harrowing struggle for survival against an exorable, bad word, machinery of Hitler's final solution. So basically, it is Magneto origin story about his time in the Holocaust. Cool. Sounds neat. Augustin Soto. Will. Yes. What do you think about the return of Jean Grey in Phoenix, Phoenix Resurrection? You got to do more Marvel stuff. I do. I don't, I've there's just, I don't like, it's hard to keep up with going on with Marvel because they're trying to go back to basics, but 
all like the new versions of the characters are still there. And I really have no idea what's going on with the X-Men because the original team time traveled to the present and they're still here. Like that was supposed to be a limited thing and they're still here. Like I know Teenage Cyclops is headlining a book. I don't know what regular Cyclops is. He's a bad guy. Yeah. Is he still a bad guy? Uh, last week's Wolf Den Live uh, in the YouTube comments, Alex Jones says, never been a fan of 3D Sonic games, although I did enjoy what little I played of Generations. So far, Forces just looks mediocre at best. I can't believe that the demo was so bad. Why such a short time, I wonder? And that's the thing. The time limit is what kills it the most. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I should have just given you one full level. Well, at least one full level. If you guys could pitch a 3D Sonic game, what would you do to make it better? This question may have been asked before. Sorry if so. Uh, you need to give the player as much control as possible yes. over Sonic. That is that is it. These boost mechanics, stop focusing so much on them. Those That's not Sonic. No, you can keep the boost mechanics in. You just need to be able to know, like, use them smartly. You know, you can... The best parts of Sonic Generations, the 3D levels, was when it would go back and forth between 3D and 2D. The 2D sections were more your traditional platforming classic style Sonic, whereas the 3D section, that felt more like a racing game. Mm -hmm. So that's good. That's fine. You can do things like that and have the boost mechanic... For when you see, you know, when you perceive an upcoming threat and you don't know if you can hit the jump button in time, give yourself a little extra boost to, like, speed through. I see Sonic as just a 3D platformer with parts that make you go fast and you have to go left to right sometimes. Sonic Lost Worlds tried to implement a parkour system into the game. It didn't work well, but I think there's something to that idea. Like, have him, like, run up walls, easily hop over obstacles. My favorite mechanic in Sonic Adventure 2 was the soap shoes. Grinding yeah. on rails was awesome. Yeah, and that's still a thing. They still do that in all the Sonic games going forward. Part of the reason why it was awesome, especially in the first level, is because you can bounce between different rails. Yeah. But it gave you control. And if you missed, you just go slower now. Yeah. You know? I will, like, the hitting the left and right bumpers to shift between the three lanes, that's a good mechanic. That's a quick move back and forth instead of like slowly moving the analog stick. I don't know if I agree with that. I think I think it works, especially like if you're going fast for the fast parts. So like that that works. Um yeah, just Sonic Generations and Sonic Colors. I say just make a platformer with some parts that are almost on rails, but yeah. uh give as much control as possible to the player. Yeah, give as much control, but you know, you have to remember that the sense the sensation of speed is a big selling point it's not the only selling point it's not but you know a sonic game that's not fast is not a sonic you game you have to give the playing. illusion of speed right frozen nips says guys what do you think about darkest dungeon releasing on the switch uh i don't know will <laughs> be my third time buying the game but i def definitely defiantly think it's the platform it, be it belongs on do you think it will release with the DLC? I don't even know what game this is. I've heard of this game. I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. Also, my computer's going to die. It's got 5%. Why did you just search? Darkest Dungeon is a dungeon crawler 
playing video game developed and published by Red Hook Studios. It was an early access game. Came out for Windows and Mac. Uh, Looks like 4. an RPG. Get out of my face. <laughs> Get out of here with that. Uh, oh, I think this is a, the like the 2D Dark Souls. No. No, that was another game. Yeah, it was another game. It looks yeah. very similar. Yeah, yeah, I thought the same thing. Uh, Leanne B. Well, last month we got to see Mario's upper body naked, and now we see the bottom part. Someone should crop the two out and combine them to make a complete version and turn it into posters. I'd buy one. All right. We'll All right. see. We'll see yeah. on T Public next week. Live to Rock. I knew Will was going to answer my question like that. My idea was about a different take on Fantastic Four, like what Marvel did with the Defenders, but with adult versions of characters that are young right now in the main Marvel universe, like Miss Marvel, uh, Moon Girl, Spider Man, Miles. And so on. Which characters would fit for a new Fantastic Four team? The thing about the Fantastic Four is, you know, they're a family. They're they're an actual, literal family. You know, you have a, f a husband, a wife, their kids, the wife's brother, and the husband's best friend. They're an actual family. They function as a family. They live together. So you need to get four characters who you can essentially say are, you know, a family as well. Who that would be, it's hard to say because technically you can do, you know, four of the Hulks because they're a family. You got Bruce Banner, his cousin, uh, Jennifer Walters. You have um, his wife, Betty Ross, and you have her father, uh, Thunderbolt Ross. They're all Hulks. That can be the Fantastic Four. Um, you know, you can do like, you know, some of the X-Men characters, you know, who are family members. They can be the Fantastic Four. I mean, it doesn't even have to be like a literal family. It could just be like people who are close with each other. That's which that's the most important thing about the Fantastic Four. Like you have to start there before you can start putting together the the people. Simon Brazi, how is it going full digital on Switch? I think I will buy the Mario Odyssey Switch, even if in Italy there is not the pouch bag that I will buy. I guess he's in Italy. Uh, bonjour. <laughs> I'm going to go full, full digital, but I'm afraid of something I don't really know. So here I am. Thanks. I'm full digital. I like it a lot because I like having everything with me uh, all of the time. Yeah. I think going full digital on every console makes sense. The only reason why I waited so long for to, to I waited all this time and I'm only doing it on the Switch is just because I like having a collection. Mm -hmm. And that's that's kind of irrational for me to just have something on the shelf. Yeah. You know? Um. So having a digital collection, I think, is fine. The problem is that on the Switch, it's very difficult. Like, if you lose your Switch, you can re-download the games. Yeah. But it's a major pain in the ass to do it. So it's not like you lose everything if you lose your Switch, but yeah. uh, it's a pain in the ass to get them back. I have. We're still in the in the in the teen years of digital content, so like, there's only been a couple times where purchases have just disappeared off the face of the earth like mm -hmm. some publishers will pull their games yeah um and that hasn't really happened to me ever so, i mean for the most part you can still you can always re-download everything even yeah. if it's not for sale anymore right well so, some there's been cases where that's not there's been cases where there's not if you update it to ios 11 you some of the games you can't re-download because they're not optimized for it uh pt is the most famous example the silent yeah. hills demo so 
um, I think I would advocate go full digital just for the convenience. Yes. But get a big ass memory card. Yes. Um, and be careful about taking it out because I keep taking it out, not realizing my switch is asleep. <laughs> I'll turn it off, but then when you take it out of the dock, it wakes yeah. up. Mm. So even if it's off, when you take it out of the dock, it turns on. Yeah. So be careful about how you take the memory card out. Make sure the switch is off. Even if you think it's off, turn it on and turn it back off. Yeah. Uh, oh, and there's one more I want to touch on from last week. Jeremy Fox. Leaves a bit, very long comment. Guys, I'm a super huge longtime fan of your channel and love all the quality work. I've never had a negative word to say about any of your content, but... Oh, no. Why on earth don't you use your film set slash studio setup a little more professionally? As in keeping with all of your wonderfully professional quality work. I'm referring to the absolutely awful looking fast food drink cup, which is gargantuan in size as only in the land of the obese erm free. <laughs> so we're talking to a Brit right now. <laughs> Oh, boy. Why have this monstrosity cluttering up your lovely, cool, and minimal decor interior design setup? Thank you very much. I am very proud of the setup. <laughs> uh, come on, chaps. That's how I know he's a Brit. It cheapens your brand and looks amateur, to say the absolute least. I would have thought that you'd have a smart-looking branded The Wolf Den cup in place. Surely that is the idea. Oh, my God. I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Surely that is the ideal opportunity for some of your own brand and merchandise product placement on screen. My apologies for being such a pedantic loser with my comment. It's been a long day, and it only just realized that I'm using this comment space to vent some of the day's tension, which is extremely immature of me. And for this, I sincerely apologize. Love your work, and as always, and I'm looking forward to more quality uploads for you to do I think he's 100% right. Yes, I agree. We should probably get Wolf Den branded cups to drink everything out of. It would make us look cool and hip. And, and we it. could sell something. Exactly. Um, yeah. We need to get... The, the, the We have mugs that look yeah. nicer. We need to get Wolf Den mugs now. Uh, I... I, I, what I What I really want to get is, you know those Starbucks ones that are like this big? Yeah. I want that. Because this is iced. Yeah. I don't really want to drink an iced coffee out of a yeah. mug, but maybe we can get a little. I mean, I know Tea Public has like a, like the big mugs, like yeah. the big thermos type things. Well, we'll, we'll figure something we'll out. We'll to look into. Yeah. Uh, Aiden with the $5 super yes. chat says, would you guys play a Stranger Things video game? Also, Bob, what do you think of the new games added to the Switch eShop? I have not watched a single thing of Stranger Things. Go on. I feel like, I'm starting to feel like I need to watch at least Stranger Things or maybe Mindhunter or something or all of them just so I'll have something to talk about with other people. Because <laughs> when I go out into the real world, yeah. I have nothing to talk to normal people about. You, I can only talk about video games. <laughs> you 100% need to watch Stranger Things. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Mindhunter, I don't really know. I don't know anybody who's watching that. Um... As for the video game, there is an iOS game that Samoan Stig keeps telling me to play. It apparently is really good. I have not touched it yet. It's like an 8-bit throwback type of game. Uh, yeah, I guess I would play the Stranger Things video game. I don't know what new games were added to the Switch eShop. That's the second part of this question. Yeah. Yeah, um, I have no idea either. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the new releases right now. But yeah, uh, Stranger Things, you should absolutely. Watch. I feel like I'm gonna go on like one of these days when I finally go on a Tinder date. Yeah. Go on one, and, and it's just gonna be, oh, what do you? Oh, uh, have Stranger. Oh, I haven't watched Stranger Things. I'm yeah. gonna be the only person that this person runs into that has not watched Stranger. I'll Things. tell you this: if it makes you feel better. Like every time I'm in a conversation, inevitably Game of Thrones comes up. I've not watched a single episode of it. Yeah, that's another one. But you know, I every website I go to spoils Game of Thrones in the headline, so I feel like I know everything. The, the good thing about Stranger Things, though, is you know the first season is only eight episodes, and it goes by quick. You know, you're not really like stuck going through. Are they twenty like minutes that. or are they forty five minutes? There, there are like. 45 I'd rather watch One Punch Man. I gotta finish One Punch Man. So then watch one. I don't know what the hell you want from me. (laughs) I will also say... I don't know the new games that came out. Watch Daredevil Season 1. I I can't comment for, like, any Marvel show that isn't Daredevil Season 1 or Jessica Jones. I'm gonna watch Punisher when that comes out. I'm just gonna dive into Punisher. Just dive into Punisher. (laughs) Uh, Andrew in the chat says, My Hunter is so good. Alright, now we're in the chat. Yeah. Fred pulled a bunch... And then he also tweeted or DM'd me or something. A lot of people are coming out and saying that Stranger Things is either bad or just okay. Brave Souls in there. Uh, uh, Donald Jones, how do you guys think the new Metroid Prime game will turn out? I hope it turns out great. He also says, what do you think Retro Studios is working on? I think it might be a new IP. Yeah. They pretty much flat out say it's not a Zelda game. Yeah, it's not Zelda. It's not Metroid because Nintendo internal is making that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I feel like they're gonna give Retro like one of their like dormant properties. Like they seem to do that. They did it with Metroid. They did it with Donkey Kong. So like, what what's left? F Zero, Kid Icarus. I think we're gonna see we're gonna see another Splatoon type thing coming out of Nintendo next year. You think so? Like I think another, they already said they were working on another Japanese. like esports type game. No, just a new IP that's gonna be like big. Like yeah, Splatoon was okay. Uh, Sar Bridget says, "Have you all seen Fargo?" No, I heard that's a good one too. Aiden with another five dollars super chat. Will I also enjoyed the first Thor movie. Also, what upcoming MCU movie are you most excited for? Not including Thor, Black Panther. Yeah, that looks Black sick. Panther looks incredible. I like it. There it is. Yeehaw. It's like the first Marvel movie in a long time that looks like it has a unique style to it. Uh, what else is coming out? Like, there's supposed to be three Marvel movies coming out next year. I only know about Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. One of them, I think, is supposed to be Infinity War. And we know nothing about it. There was just that one teaser at d23 and that was it obviously that'll be really good yeah especially because spider-man's in it yeah aj in the chat says give us ice climbers and then he says ice climbers <laughs> uh uh jake says what do you guys jake wolf says what do you guys think of all the bethesda d Bethesda d bethesda games coming to the switch okay i think it's awesome yes uh doom is next week yes I am very excited for that. Yeah. Getting that, and then, like, two weeks later is Skyrim. Yeah. A lot of good stuff coming. Yeah. And I'm going to get them. Mm-hmm. 
Very excited. Uh, the Wendy's girl. What Baskin Robin drink do you always? I love. Do you, you have? Uh, what Baskin Robin drink do you always have? I work at Baskin Robbins, and want to know what I should recommend to people. Um, so this is a little bit deceiving because it's a Dunkin' Donuts Baskin Robin. So this is actually just an iced coffee. Yeah. But we have. I bought the Starbucks vanilla pump. So uh, this is. This has vanilla syrup in it. Yeah. And that's it. My wife is asking when I'm coming home. Soon, because we got to end this. We yeah. got to wrap this up. Uh, new subscriber, Aiden. Uh, thank you for oh, the sponsorship. Aiden, for Aiden you just give us all your money right now, aren't you? Yeah. You don't have to do that. Thank you for the sponsorship. Now we get. Now we need four more, I believe. Yeah. For, for uh, me to play. Uh, When's the Super due Mario date on that? The end of the month, I think, is what we decided. Okay. Uh... So I'm gonna pick one more, and if you pick one more, then we'll then we'll get the hell out of here. Okay. Uh, all right. I just, this one just pop up. Mamokai. Uh, how do you guys think the Force Unleashed compares to other single player Star Wars games? With all this talk about canceled visceral games, it has me looking back. The Force Unleashed was good. It was God of War, but Star Wars. If you really get down to it. But the first one was good. The first one was very good. Yes. That's sponsorship. All right. It's, you know, they just didn't... Uh, oh, we got a new sponsor. Ooh, Br Bruticus. Thank you for the Hell new sponsor. Yeah. Welcome to the Wolf Den. Welcome to the Wolf Den. You know, the new every time there's a new sponsor, everybody who's a sponsor in the chat is supposed to spam the emotes. That's what they do on Twitch. <laughs> Come on now. But, yeah. So, yes, play play The Force Unleashed. Yeah, That's play The Force good. Unleashed. Don't play The Force Unleashed 2. It's a good single-player Star Wars game. It's not the best. Um, That's still Jedi Knight 2 and Jedi Academy. Um, But, yeah. All right, one more because it's a wrestling question. Uh, Mateus Al Almeida, Will, Raw or SmackDown for Survivor Series this year? Greetings from a Brazilian fan. Greetings. Um, I feel like SmackDown is going to take it again this year. If you don't know, Bob, uh, the Survivor okay. Series this year, uh, the big match is uh, five on five uh, people from Raw versus people on SmackDown. I didn't know there was a difference. Yeah, they, they split the brand, so... People are exclusively on one show, and people are. That is such like a gimmick. Here's the here, you, the reason why they did this because they have no competition on television, so they're trying to invent competition for themselves. My computer died. Oh. There was one more I wanted to read. Give give, give me your laptop. All right. But yeah. Where is it? Where is it? Where is I feel it? like SmackDown is going to take it because Shane McMahon is going insane right now, and because you know SmackDown. Yeah, Raw's got Strowman, but SmackDown's right, got Nakamura. Last, last question. Uh, Mr. Brockerock, I know you guys mentioned devs not focusing on Metacritic, but unfortunately there is a tight correlation between Metacritic and sales. I agree, there is. Yes. Because people just look up the Metacritic score, and review scores matter a lot to people. They do. But there are cases where that's not the case. And if sales correlate so much to review scores, why don't they just go with the sales? It's stupid to have, have like a middleman like yeah. review scores. Because some things review poorly and sell well, like... Friday the 13th, the game. Yes. Reviewed very poorly. Sold an insane amount, especially yeah. for an indie game. We're done. That's it. I got to okay. go over there to show up the stream. Yes. So thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolf Den Live is every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolf Den. If you'd rather listen to us instead of watch us, that's fine. You can check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. And if you do that there, please be sure to subscribe to us there and rate us and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Don't forget, you can use the hashtag WolfDenLive to talk to us, mm -hmm. or you can go on the comments of last week to chat. 
Uh, I will be on twitch.tv slash bobwolf in about a half an hour where I will draw the thumbnail. I am there every single week. And if you subscribe to me there, I will draw you a sketch card and mail it to your house. Yes. Um, we're going to have an update video on Sunday. Yes. Probably. Maybe. Because we have a lot of things to talk about, but we can't talk about them yet. Uh, we have a shirt. Go to the description. It's the Mario shirt. How we say it in New York over yep. here. Um, Long Island style. Yeah. And that's all I have to say. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Right,